Uh, the title of my message today is Freedom from Worry. Freedom from Worry. Uh, at age 23, I was 23 when Jamie and I got married, and shortly after we got married, I had to have three wisdom teeth removed. Has anybody had their wisdom teeth removed? Just raise a hand. If you're online, just put a hand in the comments. Have your wisdom teeth removed? All right. Well, they were like, do you want to be awake or put to sleep? Uh, put me to sleep. All right. So they put me to sleep, and I don't know what they put in that anesthesia, but it just makes people crazy or at least talk crazy when they wake up. Like uh, my family, we love watching America's Funniest Home Videos and our favorite uh, episodes are the ones where somebody's filming somebody that got their wisdom teeth taken out and they're talking all kinds of crazy. And I'm uh, here to admit that when I came out of the anesthesia, you, you know, they, they, they tell whoever brings you, Jamie brought me and they tell them, just take them straight home. For whatever reason, I convinced Jamie to take me to the church that I was interning at to pick up a paycheck. Uh, maybe it's because we were newlyweds and she was just, I don't know. But so she took me to the church office. I walk in and we have a secretary. As soon as you walk in, there's a secretary right there. 70-year-old secretary, head of white hair. Her name is Pat. And she said, hey, Chris, how are you? And I said, oh, I'm doing good. And I said, you know what, Pat? She said, what? I said, Pat, you're a pimp. Yes. I called our 70-year-old secretary a pimp. Lord, forgive me. So that, thankfully, it was not caught on video. Nobody was uh, aware of this. And then they said, you need to take Chris home. And so they took me home. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit of a recovery process. You know, they give you the gauze and um, they, you know, they give you pain medication. And, and I'm a big baby. So every couple hours when I could take that pain medication, I was taking it. And it was about the second or third day that I was recovering uh, for my wisdom teeth being taken out. And I was sitting on the couch and I was, I can't even remember why I was getting up, but I stood up. And have you ever stood up too quickly and you maybe start to see little, you know, blotches and you almost like black out, you know, briefly, you know, so, so I, I had that effect, but I thought it was going to go away. Normally it would just, you know, you just kind of shake your head and you go on, but it didn't go away. That as I was standing, I started to get dizzy and I continued to felt like I was about to black out. My heart started to race. I started to sweat. And I, I started to freak out. I was like, Jamie! And she was in another room. I was like, Jamie! And she, she was kind of like, what? hey, what's going on? I was like, I think I'm dying. She's like, what? what? We need to go to the hospital right now. She's like, what's happening? Talk to me. I was like, I feel like I'm about to faint. I feel like I'm a blackout. I think I'm dying. Like in my mind, I literally thought I was dying. Jamie's probably thinking, who did I marry? What in the world happened here? And I'm like, we need to go to the hospital right now. Right? She's like, okay. So she's trying to get her kid. I'm like, come on, right now. And that whole time I am fighting to keep my eyes open. Matter of fact, the whole ride to the hospital, I'm trying my best not to close my eyes, trying my best not to blink, because in my mind, I was afraid that if I closed my eyes, I would never open them again. I literally thought I was about to die. She takes me into the emergency room. Sir, what's wrong with you? I'm about to die. Sir, why don't you just take a seat? Take a seat? 
y'all need to, she's like, baby's going to be okay. And I remember sitting in that chair, heart racing, chest is tight. feel like I'm continuing about to black out. I'm trying to keep my eyes open. Y'all got so scared. I'm a 23-year-old grown man. I called my mama. I was like, mom, I'm in the hospital. And she's like, what's wrong? What's going on? I was like, I'm about to die. And I'm just I'm about to start calling all my loved ones. I just want you to know I love you. And so they finally get me into the uh, doctor's room, and they start running tests on all of me. And uh, the doctor says, Mr. Smith, I want to let you know you're, you're not going to die. You're just dehydrated, okay? You've been taking these pain medicine, and you probably haven't been taking a lot of liquids. And I'm like, oh, so we'll get you an IV, and you'll be okay. But y'all, in my mind, I literally, I thought, man, I'm 23 years old, and I'm about to die. I just got married. I've been married for a few months, and I'm about to die in my living room. See, what was happening is I was having a panic attack. It is the first panic attack that I had ever had, and unfortunately, it wasn't the last. See, from that point on, I continued to struggle with worry in my life. Y'all, I'm one of those people, I get a weird pain in my body, I worry. I'm like, Jamie, what, you feel this lump on the back of my head? She's like, baby, it's your skull. You sure? You sure it's not, can't, like, I don't ever remember feeling this back here. She's like, it's fine. You know, if I start getting my t- the pain in my chest, I'll start going through the, the symptoms of heart attack. You know what I mean? Like, okay, what else am I feeling? My shoulder, you know, I, I just, I get worried. You know what I mean? And then COVID-19 hits our world. You know what I mean? And I'm worried. I'm like, am I short of breath? Can I breathe? Am I sweating right now? Like, what's going on? Like, just, just worried. I mean, my kids are too quiet. I worry. I'm one of those people, if my wife says she's going to be home at 2, o- at, at 2 p.m., it's 2.05. If she's not home, I'm worried. I'm texting her. I'm calling. Hey, you okay? Where you at? You going to be all right? And then if I can't get a hold of her, oh, Lord. Oh, Jamie got 10 missed calls, 20 text messages. She was like, babe, I just put my phone down. Why are you going to have a phone if you're not going to have it on you? I was worried. Now I got a little uh, tracker. I can see where she's at and make sure. Y'all yeah, got issues. Pray for me. I struggle with worry. And a good portion of my life, I've battled with worry. I've battled with anxiety. And too often, it has gotten so bad that I have experienced panic attacks. And the reality is right now in our world, there are a lot of things we can worry about. COVID-19. It's causing people to worry. Matter of fact, statistics are showing that depression, anxiety, fear, and and worry are at all-time high. People are worried because they've lost their jobs, because they've lost income. Some are worried, will I be next? Will I lose my job? Maybe you're high risk, or you know someone that is, and you're worried. We're trying to figure out what school is going to look like in the fall, and we're worried. Worry about our health, worry about bills. With all the hate and division in our world, we 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 worry. We can worry about our kids. They're single folk right now. They're worried. COVID, you got to go. I want to get married. Can't be nobody with this mess going on. And then you got married people. COVID, you got to go. Me and my wife about to kill each other. And there. 
worried as well. And the list can go on and on. Matter of fact, some of you are like, Pastor, can you please stop? You are making me anxious right now. I came to church for peace. I don't want to be thinking about all these things that are going on. You may be getting worried right now. See, when worry consumes you, the result is we get weary. Worry will wear you out. It'll wear you out. And it's doing that to many in our world right now. And so I want to help you today. Look what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 27. He says, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? I think every single one of us, if we would answer that question truthfully, the answer is no. Worry accomplishes nothing positive. Its effects are only negative. I want to share with you quickly the negative effects of worry. Because you may be in here and thinking, well, you know what? I don't really think I struggle with worry. But as I go through these effects, you might be like, well, maybe I do. Worry affects us physically. I know for me, when I start to worry, I can, my, my chest can get tight and my heart can start raising. Worry can cause anxiety, panic attacks, people hyperventilating, sweating, hair falling out because of worry, biting our nails because of worry. Some of us, when we get worried, we go to Brahms, right? You know what I'm saying? We go to Andy's frozen custard. That is the answer to worry. And then it starts affecting our weight and we start putting on weight. There are others when they worry, they starve themselves. Worry, it affects us physically. Number two, worry affects us emotionally. When we're worried, it can be very easy for us to flip out and our fuse to be really short and we snap at people or we break down crying. Worry leads to depression. It, it steals our joy and our peace and we have this inner turmoil. Worry affects us mentally. When we're worried, it, it's hard for us to think straight. Or we make impulsive decisions or we just, I know at times I felt like I've been in a fog. And number four, worry affects us spiritually. We start to lose faith because of worry. We don't trust in God because of worry. We try to take matters into our own hands because we're worried. We get distracted from what God is wanting to do in and through our lives because we're worried. Matter of fact, the worst thing about worry is worry takes our focus off of God and it puts all of our focus on what, on what is causing us to worry. Worry affects our mind, body, soul, and spirit. I know it has controlled me in many areas of my life. And so I want to help you find freedom from worry. I want to help you over come worry. And I want to look at a passage of scripture today. It's going to help us overcome worry. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. It says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, all of you that are worried, stressed out, biting your nails, freaking out, gripped with fear. Come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Today I want to give you three practices to overcome worry. Everybody say practice. Go ahead. Those of you online, you can type it in there. 
practice. The reason I'm giving you three practices is because there is no Hail Mary to overcome worry. There is no one hit wonder. Through my experience, it takes practice. It is a journey and there is a process, but I believe if we practice these things, we can have freedom from worry. And so the the first practice to overcome worry is come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. When you start to worry, your first step, your first move, your first action is to come to Jesus. See, because worry so profoundly affects us, it affects us mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Everybody wants relief from worry. I have not met anybody in my life that's like, I just love to worry. I love it. Oh, man. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Can I borrow some of your worry? Let me worry for you. I I just can't go to sleep and wake up the next day and worry some more. Worry is just so awesome. No. Worry is not awesome. And when we worry, we want relief. And too often when we worry, we go for temporary relief. We go to Netflix to veg out. Some may turn to drugs. Some may turn to alcohol. Some turn to people. Some go to a party. Some, when they're worried, they go shopping. And now you're broke and you're even more worried. (laughs) But temporary relief will never set us free. It just covers it up. When worry hits, we need to go to our all-powerful God. We need to go to Jesus who says when you're worried, when you're carrying heavy burdens, come to me. Let me give you three ways to come to Jesus, and these ways have helped me out tremendously. Number one, you have to come to his word. When worry, anxiety, panic attacks hit me, and let me tell you, that's what it feels like. When you're dealing with worry or you have a panic attack, it feels like you just got punched in the chest by Mike Tyson. Times my heart's racing, chest is tight, can't breathe, sweat. I just feel, it literally feels like you're paralyzed. It's a fight. And I've learned I've had to fight back with the word. Let let me give you some scriptures. And these are scriptures. I wouldn't just say them one time. I'm talking about y'all when I'm dealing with worry and anxiety and a panic attack, I'm repeating them over and over and over again. These are three of my go-to scriptures. First, the second Corinthians chapter 10, verse five. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And it says, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Worry for me started up here. Worry, anxiety, panic attacks, it always started in my mind. And so I had to take captive every thought, every thought that's not from God, that's not obedient to Christ. I had to take it captive. I had to remove it. And then I had to fill my mind with God's word. I filled my mind with second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. There were times late at night in my house. Nobody knew Jamie was asleep. I'm in my living room, having a panic attack. And I'm saying over and over again, 
for the Lord does not give a spirit of fear. The Lord does not give a spirit. This is not from God. This is not from him. But he gives a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. The NIV says a, a sound mind. I have to tell myself that over. God, give me a sound mind. Calm my mind. Calm my heart. I had to read Isaiah chapter 41 verse, 20, verse 10. Don't be afraid for I am with you. When worries start to hit, when worry and anxiety would start to come over me, Isaiah 41.10, over and over again, don't be afraid, for God is with you. God does not give a spirit of fear. He's with me. Holy Spirit, strengthen me. Help me right now. It says, don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I had to pray, God, give me victory. Help me overcome. You don't give a spirit of fear. You say, don't be afraid. Lord, you're with me and I'd have to repeat these scriptures over and over and over again. Got to come to Jesus, come to his word. Number two, you have to come to him through prayer. Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. See, prayer is a worry reducer. Prayer combats worry. Prayer gets our mind off of what we can't do, and it puts our mind on what God can do. Prayer gets our mind off our problem and how God is the solution. Prayer gets our mind off our fears and reminds us of God's power. Prayer reminds us that when we are weak, he is strong. Stop worrying about your finances and start praying about them. Stop worrying about your health and start praying about it. Stop worrying about your family and start praying for them. Stop worrying about your kids and start praying for them. Stop worrying about the ugly in the world and start praying for it. Stop worrying about COVID-19 and start praying about it. Jesus said, can we add a single day to our lives by worrying? We got to come to his word and we got to come to him through prayer. There's all common man, when I'm on airplanes, the evil turbulence, I pray. I'm praying as that turn, oh Lord, because I feel it. I feel it coming over me. I'm even preemptive in my prayers. That, pr that plane's anointed before it even takes off. As soon as I step on it, Lord, touch the wings and the pilot. Got all the electrical things on this flight. God, get us up and down and smooth. I mean, I'm praying all over that plane. When I get a weird pain, I pray. When I feel a panic attack coming on, I pray. When I've been in the middle of a panic attack, I start praying, and I don't stop until it goes away. I've literally had nights where I'm battling a panic attack, and I'm praying, and I literally pray until I fall back asleep. Listen, like the great theologian M.C. Hammer said, you got to pray just to make it today. I said we pray. 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 Got to pray to overcome. We got to come to Jesus, come to his word. We got we to come to him through prayer. And then number three, we got to come to him through worship. Romans chapter 13, verse 14. It says, instead, clothe yourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Clothe yourselves with his presence. Worship him. Cover yourself with his presence. Be consumed with his presence. Be consumed with Jesus. Listen, 
every day we get dressed. And just like we get dressed every day, every day we should clothe ourselves with worship. Although I know during COVID-19, come on, how many of y'all wore the same outfit for three months? It's okay. It's okay. to You didn't get out of your PJs as we were locked in our homes. But, uh, but we every day we get dressed and every day we need to worship and we need to worship him. Listen, if I have battled anxiety and panic attacks, it wasn't just one of these. I had to do all three. There were many battles where I had to pray. I had to recite his word and I had to worship. And I can tell you through those three things together, there are Many, many times where I, again, I struggled and I had some panic, but God helped me overcome them. God helped calm my spirit and calm my heart down. We got to practice. When you open up that hospital bill and worry arises, come to Jesus. You're worrying about being single? Stop going to Jerry and Jenny. Come to Jesus. You're worrying about your marriage? Come to Jesus. You're worried about your finances? Come to Jesus. You're worried about COVID-19? Come to Jesus. You're worried about our world? Come to to Jesus. Your kids come to Jesus. If you're heavy burdened and worried about your future, come to Jesus. Should be our very first step, very first move, very first action. The second practice is this. You have to swallow your pride. Swallow your pride. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, it says, Jesus says, come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. How do we get to the point of carrying heavy burdens. I know, oh, pastor, let me tell you. Let me tell you what's going on. Let me tell you what's going on with my kids. And my, let me tell you what's going on in our world. I'll tell you how, how I got all these heavy burdens. And, and listen, I, I, I understand why we get burdens, but why do we carry them? See, one of the number one reasons we carry burdens is because of pride. Because of pride, we carry burdens the Lord didn't create us to carry. Because of pride, we're trying to do everything ourselves. Because of pride, we try to cover up our worries. And what happens is because of pride, our burdens get heavier and heavier. Because of pride, people fall into the trap of thinking, I have to do it all by myself. Because of pride, people trying to parent alone, have a successful marriage or work through marriage issues alone trying to lose weight alone, trying to break an addiction alone, trying to serve God alone. And what happens is we become this hot mess that is gripped with worry every day. How am I going to do this? How am I going to overcome this? And because of pride, our burdens are getting heavier and heavier and heavier. See, to get free from worry, you have to come to Jesus, but you also have to swallow your pride and get help from other Christians. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, the Bible says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. We need to share our burdens. We weren't created to carry them alone. We got to ask help from Christian friends. We got to ask help from a Christian family member. Now, I'm not talking about dumping all of our burdens on somebody. We have to share them. The key word is share. Look what Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12 says. It says, the one may be overpowered. So by yourself, one, doing everything ourselves, we will get overpowered, stressed, 
and worry. Two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Listen, we need the support of others in this life and all that it throws at us. If your finances have you worried, get help. Get in a financial small group. Get with a financial advisor. If your marriage has you worried, don't go through it alone. Get some Christian marriage counseling. If you're worried about your kids, don't parent alone. Get with some other Christian parents. Listen, it's tough on all of us. And I just, I want to say to you today, don't let pride creep in to where you just live by this my way or the highway mentality. I'm just going to do it all by myself. I don't want anybody to know my issues, my struggles. I will figure it out because what happens is your burdens are just going to get heavier and heavier and you will be overpowered by worry. My battle with worry, anxiety, panic attacks started at the age of 23. And I did not ask for help until I was 33 years old. For 10 years, battled by myself. Jamie knew some of the battles, but she only knew about 50%. Why would I go through that battle alone? It's because of pride. I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. I didn't want people to know that I struggled with worry, anxiety, panic attacks. I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor. I'm not supposed to have these issues and these struggles. And because of pride, I fought it alone. And many times I was beaten, bruised, and overwhelmed. Many times. I was overtook. Matter of fact, it wasn't until I read a blog by another pastor who shared about his battle with depression and that he finally went to get counseling and even went to the doctor. And I remember reading that blog. The the first thought that came to my mind was, I'm not alone. See, pride will cause us to think we're the only one with the issue, but that's not true. I want to say to somebody here today, listen, you're not alone. See, I thought I was the only one. And so I kept it all to myself. But when I, when, when I read that and realized I'm, I'm not alone, I finally made a decision. Okay, I'm going to go get some Christian counseling. And so I started getting Christian counseling, and it helped. And then when I was at the Christian counselor, he's like, have you ever told the, the, the doctor about the things you're experiencing and feeling? I said, no, I haven't. Again, I was embarrassed to tell him as well. It was because of my pride. And so he said, you should do that. And so I decided to make an appointment with the doctor. And as I shared it with him, you know what? They did a, a bunch of tests on me and actually found out that there's like this imbalance in, in my body. And so I, I, I take a, a little pill every night that just takes off some of the edge. And I can tell you, when I started to get help through the Christian counseling, through talking to Christian friends, Uh, to to pastors, Pastor Herbert and Jamie. When I started to get that help, I started to have more victory. When I started to get out and talk about it and, and, and get the help that I needed, I started to have more victory. And so I want you to know today, listen, you are not alone. Get help, get counseling, get in a small group. We have to share our load on whatever is stressing us out or pride and worry will bury us. So the second practice to overcome worries, we got to swallow our pride. And then number three, the third practice is rest. Everybody say rest. Online, you can just type that in there. Rest. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. 
It says, and Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. See, when we rest in the Lord, in that rest, there's an opportunity to make an exchange. That when we rest in God, what God wants us to do is to rest in him. And when we rest in him, we give him our burdens and he gives us his yoke, his plan, his purpose for our life, which he says is easy to bear and is light. See, God understands rest better than anyone. He created it and he created us. He made it a part of creation and he gave us instruction on it from the very beginning. Genesis chapter two, verse two through three, it says on the seventh day, God had finished the work of his creation. So he rested from all his work and God blessed the seventh day and he declared it holy because it was a day when he rested from all his work of creation. If the creator of the universe had to rest, then we definitely need to learn how to rest. Amen. Listen, not only did he rest, but he blessed this day of rest. He declared it holy. See, in our culture, we struggle with the word rest and this leads to people being consumed and wore out by work. We lack sleep. We're go, go, go. Can't stop, won't stop. And then we get burned out, stressed, and worried. For some of us today, God is simply saying, rest. This is the answer. You need to chill out. Take a Sabbath every week. Why every week? We need to take one every week because every week something can hit us that makes us worry. On any given day or week, we could get a report on our health that triggers worry. Our finances, a bill that comes in the mail can trigger worry. We can be around family that triggers worry or something happens. Maybe social anxieties triggering worry. Worried about being single. Maybe in our marriage we're worried. Kids can trigger worry. I got three of them and I can worry about each one for various reasons and different things. Work can trigger worry. Deadlines, workload, a boss, an employee, traffic can trigger worry. The news can trigger worry. Social media makes people where the unknown with COVID-19 every single week we are being bombarded with things that can cause us to worry and have anxiety and maybe even cause us to panic and that's why every week we need a Sabbath every week we need a time to rest in the Lord, to renew, refresh, and recharge. A time to exchange every single burden. In my house, it is my responsibility to take out the trash. And I'm sure that your, your trash man's like mine. He comes once a week to dump our trash, okay? And uh, there may have been a couple times where I forgot to take out the trash, and Jamie was not very happy with me. 
Because if your house is like mine, by come trash day, those trash bins are full. And if I forgot to take them out, what are we going to do with all this extra trash we're about to get next week? Can you imagine if you went two to three to four to five weeks without taking out your trash and you just let it pile up every sick? Can you imagine the mess, the weight of all that trash? Listen, that's what happens to us when we continue to carry burdens and we don't rest and make an exchange weekly. What happens is our burdens, they just start to pile up day by pile up every week. Next thing you know, they're piling up month by month and the burdens just get heavier and heavier and heavier. We got to make an exchange every single week. Take a Sabbath every single week so that whatever burdens we are carrying that week, we give it to God. Every week, we need to make an exchange. Every week, we need to get them to God. Listen, everybody has a breaking point. Maybe some of you are stronger than others. Oh, you're like, oh, I'm good. I can go two weeks without making an exchange. Sometimes, like, I got to do it daily. <laughs> I got to do a special call. You know, you can call your trash company to do like a special takeout. Sometimes, I got to do that with the Lord. I normally take my Sabbath around Friday afternoon to Saturday afternoon. Sometimes, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Lord, I need to make a special call. I need to make an exchange right now. I can't wait until the Sabbath. You better believe on that Sabbath, that is a time to rest. That is a time to recharge, renew our spirit, mind, body, and soul. Listen, my panic attacks were the worst when I wasn't resting. I can clearly look at times in my life when I wasn't taking a Sabbath, I was working too much, I was being a workaholic, I didn't have too much work being put on. I was making poor choices in the way I was leading myself, leading my life. I wasn't sleeping well in those seasons. Worry was the worst. In those seasons, anxiety was the worst. How do we overcome anxiety? How do we overcome fear? How do we overcome work? Listen, we got to rest. Slow down and rest. Let the Lord refresh you. Make an exchange. Worrying will not add an hour to your life, but resting will. Worry won't add an hour to your life, but resting will. And so to overcome work, it's going to take practice. It's going to, I, I wish I could give you a secret recipe. I wish I could tell you, hey, drink this, and it's just going to take care of all of it for you. But it's going to take practice, practicing, coming to Jesus every day, coming to his word, coming to him through prayer, coming through him through worship. You're going to have to swallow your pride. You weren't meant to carry it all alone. And you're going to have to rest. And if you will practice those things. Listen, today, I still struggle with worry. It still hits me from time to time. But I have way more victory today than I did before. I'm way better today than I was before. Because of God and his spirit and his power and practicing his word and getting the help that I need. And so I want to help you. If you're struggling with worry today, Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, maybe anxiety's been getting the best of you. You're carrying around heavy burdens. Maybe you've even had panic attacks. It says, then Jesus said, come to me. He's saying it to you today. 
come to me. All of you who are weary and carrying heavy, you're worried, come to me. You're stressed out, come to me. You're gripped with fear, come to me. And I, the Lord, will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light.